Welcome to the Prescription for Living in Houston podcast, where we go over exactly what it's like to work, eat, sleep, and play right here in Houston. Welcome to the Prescription for Living in Houston podcast. We are joined by Dr. Nicole Serino and Nick Ford. Um, Nick, I don't think you're a doctor. Is that correct, or did I make a mistake? That is correct. That is correct. Okay. Cool. I, I am not involved in the medical field whatsoever. Um, I'm a, a systems engineer who works in the Azure cloud space for a large software company. Fantastic. So, uh, Nicole, you want to do a quick intro real quick? Sure, yeah. I'm, I'm a, a reproductive psychiatrist, which is a kind of unique area where I specialize as a physician in psychiatry, but I spent the last 20 years focusing exclusively on women and working within more the OB-GYN population on hormones, mood, perinatal, mood and anxiety disorders, perinatal loss, menopause, etc. So I was hired to run an existing program here at Baylor um, that's the Division of Reproductive Psychiatry, and it's within the Department of OB-GYN, which is really kind of a great uh, multi-specialty, multidisciplinary program that we run. Fantastic. And that's what you want to know about me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's fantastic. And then what we're going to be talking about today is we're going to be talking all about Brazewood, right? And kind of how, how you guys came to live there and really giving people an idea of the, the highs and lows and the pros and cons of Brazewood. And I know you've got an interesting story about why you chose Brazewood. I think we're going to hit on that kind of in our third segment. Um, but let's talk a little bit just kind of why in general did you move to the Houston area one and kind of Brazewood secondarily so i'm just going to point out we are actually married despite our different surnames um uh, nicole being an md it's kind of hard to change your last name so um i i didn't make the cut on that one um as to your question it's probably best addressed by nicole but it, essentially um she was a, a very well respected um psychiatrist in oregon um however there were some stresses and strains in the job there which uh, led her to look for a new position um, and we had a number of states under consideration um, and after you know California and Texas and Nashville and various other places um, uh, there was a job offered in Houston which which we thought you know that's a great looking job what do we know about Houston and the answer to that was not very much to be honest um, I'd visited Houston back in 1993 um, um, coming through America on a Greyhound, age 20-something, um, and swore I'd probably never go back because I didn't get on terribly well with the climate. Um, anyway, uh, long story short, Nicole took the job in Houston, and then we found ourselves scrambling for somewhere to live and trying to find out the best place, and I'll let Nicole pick up from there. A little bit of a funny story, but when we first came here, I um, they flew us out here, and they're you know I, I really think of Houston as family friendly. So they said, "Who do you want to bring out for the interview?" To, and we'll say up with a realtor. So I said, um, "We have three children. One would be traveling with us. The other two were going to be in college by the time I started." So um, I said, "I'm going to bring my son and my husband, and we're going to you know look take a look at Houston and see what it's like." So when I got out here, it's probably in the spring. The first thing I did was set up a tour of um, downtown Houston, like a bus tour of downtown Houston. <laughs> and uh, let's just say that didn't go quite as well <laughs> as, as hoped, <laughs> as in um, 
yeah, uh, <laughs> there might have been some tears on that bus tour looking at <laughs> what did I do, right? <laughs> There was a little bit of that. I mean, buses is that what you what you did? Kind of the touristy type of things. I think it was like a. It was a private tour. We were in some sort of mobile. Over it was there. a little little electric sort of rickshaw thing, um, which started off right in the center of downtown where the two bios meet. And and she said, "And here's the here's the famous bios." And there'd been a, a flood the night before, and there were sort of you know trees and rubbish and uh, things flying past, and we were like, "Oh." <laughs> And, you know, I think what we've since realized is that, that Houston isn't, you know, their downtown doesn't perhaps offer as much as um, other perhaps older established cities. And you don't tend to go downtown unless you need to. But our first experience together was, was downtown. And, you know, it was a fantastically hot day. And um, we didn't we didn't immediately warm to it, shall we say. Right. Um, but. You know, Nicole was also interviewing the next day, so there was quite a lot of stresses involved. So I'm sure the tears weren't 100% related to Houston. <laughs> if you're looking to move anywhere in the Houston area, don't forget, we'd love to help you out. Give us a call or shoot us an email at dan at dhsrealtygroup.com. So when you found Brazewood, what's, what's the best thing about living in Brazewood now? Well, what I, you know, going back to why downtown didn't work, but I, then I realized, oh my gosh, there's these amazing, cute little neighborhoods. So then our, had the interview, we're taken out to dinner in Rice Village and um, went to one of the restaurants in Rice Village, saw how lively it was. There was good restaurants, um, shops, walkable. And I thought to myself, okay, this is, this is what I would do move for. I like this. So we first initially were looking at um, and then I also heard about ter- how terrible the traffic was. So first we were thinking, okay, how can we get close to Rice Village and close to the medical center so that I didn't have to do much of a commute because I knew that I'd be, be working every you know, five, six days a week. Yep. So I'm sorry, going back to. So then looking at um, just houses, uh, a realtor showed us houses further out. Like, for instance, she really thought we'd like the Heights. She kept saying the Heights is great. The Heights is, is really where you guys should live. You're too, you know, you're too old to live in. Bel Air, Ray's <laughs> Rest University. And we went up to the Heights and we're like, this kind of looks like Portland where we just left. Like we didn't necessarily want to live in um, like kind of an older neighborhood without, you know, we wanted to live in the kind of the big, I would say the big Texas house. So we'd never even seen the big Texas house. We kind of wanted to live in the big Texas house. So we really kind of wanted a pool if we we're going to convince our teenager to come with us, um, which we, yeah, he had no choice. But so um, then we started to look around the radius of Rice Village and the medical center at many different houses. And this was last year during, gosh, April, May, where everybody was kind of panicking about interest rates and houses were going within one day, all that. Yeah, it was just at the cusp of when the, 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 the 3% interest rates were rising, you know, almost daily, um, which is a little disconcerting to say the least. Um, and we uh, had a realtor who was arranged for us um, by Nicole's current boss. Um, and she took us down a sort of, you know, a quick tour of Houston. I think on that tour, we decided that, you know, seeing the traffic for what it was, definitely staying within the loop was going to be for us. Um, we also had to factor in um, a school for our son, um, who's, who's going to be a junior. Um, and we looked at a lot of areas, and, and like Nicole said, we, you know, the heights just felt a little 
close to what we left and we you know we have a, a, a ranch small ranch house in Oregon and we fancied a something a little bigger with a pool and I also realized that since COVID I've been working from home all the time now in, in fact I'm technically employed in Oregon um, so I wanted somewhere that was nice to be in I didn't really want to be sat in a bedroom you know with my bed in the background and you know not having a little bit of space to walk around in so sure. um, we initially found um, a very nice place um, not too far from here still in Brazewood I believe um, but just across the other side of Stella Link um, and we put an offer in on that place and I flew down for the inspection um, but the inspection revealed a lot of flaws um, mainly there was water behind the stucco and it needed a new facade and it just spiraled out of control um, but at that point we pretty much knew that if we couldn't get into West U, um, then the sort of Brazewood south side area was where we were seriously looking. Um, so we were obsessively, you know, following HAR every day, H-A-R, HAR. Um, and um, ironically enough, uh, a friend of ours who moved down from Portland years ago walked past the place we're in now and said, you should try this place. Um, and we had a, a you know, classic mad scramble, get someone in there on the first day, as soon as it opened, put an offer in, five other offers, um, you know, but, you know, it all worked out. And um, now that we've been here for a bit, we don't regret um, our choice of neighborhood uh, at all. I think um, it's a really good balance of convenience, um, certainly for the medical center and for, you know, pretty much every shop you can imagine. Um, but it also has a limited amount of walkability, which is nice. Um, there's a couple of bars we can get to. There's a couple of restaurants we can get to without having to walk too far, which is somewhat unusual in Houston. Um, so I think on the whole, um, what attracted us to it is a little bit of walkability. It feels safe. Um, it's clearly pretty well maintained and um, we uh, have had pretty positive experiences. Fantastic. So you, you hit on that a little bit already. So let's talk about the best restaurants. Um, you guys are kind of central to everything. So what would you say the best restaurants that you've experienced so far have been? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> We're never going to remember their names. Um, so we always like to try something a little different. Um, yeah, for example, on Sunday, we went out to an Ethiopian restaurant that was um, maybe a mile and a half away on Bel Air. Yano or something, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Yano, I think. Um, in terms of local ones, we have Dish Society, which is at the end of the road, which is just a, you know, a nice bar and diner with decent food. Um, we'll typically range as far as sort of Rice Village, uh, Museum District, um, and kind of Montrose area. Uh, it's hard to pick one. I don't think we've had like a bad meal here. Um, there's some great food to be had in the, the Indian section. We go to Himalaya and we get takeout from there quite a lot. Um, Hughes Kitchen on Bel Air for Chinese food. Um, yeah, I, I, the one thing that's been really eye-opening here is how good the food is typically. Now we, we both best meals though maybe B and B Butchers was good. Um, Brenner's on the bio. 
for the high-end stuff. I'm trying to think of some names of other places. What What about the ones in the village? Nicole loves 69 60 vines. vines or whatever it's called. <laughs> 60 vines, that's it. Little friends um, in the shop. I mean, yeah, we, we do kind of go out a bit. We also yeah, Helen's the, the Greek restaurant like is good. <laughs> I was going to say, we all kind of share a, a love for a good glass of wine or a cocktail. What are What are some of your favorite places to, to grab a cocktail? Ooh. Um, we, we like to like be able to walk to a bar. It's kind of fun because we had two in Portland that we could walk to. They're not like fancy, but the one right on the on the bayou. Uh, it's um uh, Bacos. Yeah, Bacos on the bayou. Bacos on the bayou. Close to us, and I can't believe we could walk something with like three blocks that it has like wine and like a little fun atmosphere. And then what is the people watching in Rice Village, the the pub that never has actual glasses, but we like Oh, there's um uh, uh wood wood vine wood <laughs> Woodrows, little Woodrows. Woodrows, thank you. Yes, little Woodrows. Um <laughs> 60 vines as we said i'm trying to think about cocktails unfortunately we just got into making cocktails at home a bit so um we tend not to get as far as the bar these days yeah. <laughs> you know the wine's nice yeah 60 vines that's a neat concept mm. um i really like that concept yeah um well that's good i i think i think you're right there i mean that's what the biggest thing that susan misses is just the ease of restaurants um when we used to live there so uh it's all it's all bringing me back um how about entertainment <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, we have to, we, you know, you guys were just over, right? So we have to do our own entertainment. That's what we have to do down, down in the suburbs. But for you guys that have all that easy access, what are some of your favorite entertainment places? And then, and then for you as a couple, but also where, where might you drag your son if, if you guys are looking to do something as a family? Well, you know, it's really fun where we tend to try, you know, everything once, but we, um, have done the symphony and we've done the broadway shows that come by uh, i'm still running on the names but what is that called the what center so we've gone to, um, downtown and did several broadway shows you know the symphony we've seen plays um some movies of course shopping here is so interesting how the galleria is just like a major form of entertainment so <laughs> walking around when it's hot in the galleria um, we've gone to the free shows down in the park by the medical center, that Miller outdoor theater. We just went to a jazz show there a few weeks ago, which I thought was really cool. We have season tickets to both NASA, um, at museum and the, uh, Na the scientific natural, history, natural museum. history museum. So every time people come, we, we know that museum, like the back of our hands, we'll take them there because they always want to go there. We have a lot of guests come because nobody, everybody's really curious about Houston and we have a big enough house to have two guest rooms. So we have a lot of people visit us. Um, so kind of a lot of different things for entertainment. We do a lot of walks, the, spike rides. I was going to say the big one you missed out was, um, obviously we're very close to the, um, the Enorma Dome, the energy center. Um, so one of the first things we did when we got here was we ended up going to see Garth Brooks along with 99,000 other people. Um, and then, you know, come whenever it was, um, February, I think the traffic started getting a little weird. And of course that meant the rodeo was in town. So we went to the rodeo, took the kids there, um, and saw a couple of concerts there as well. Um, so we've been, we've been pretty spoiled for entertaining ourselves. Um, we haven't really kind of cracked the live music scene yet. Um, we know it's out there somewhere, but we haven't really found it. So we'll probably spend some time looking for that at some point. But we, we keep ourselves busy. Well, Susan was telling me that they go to a lot of live music places over there in Montrose. So um, 
that might be the, yeah. the place to drift over. Um, yeah, you guys, I mean, talk about all the entertainment. I mean, you guys are so, so, so central there, right? So do you guys normally just kind of cut up Maine into downtown? Um, do you kind of take that past the medical center and then that way? Or will you, will you have to get on the freeway to, to, to make that happen? I, I, traffic dependent. I usually go straight up Westheimer and then get on the freeway and then and drop into Midtown and then go through Midtown. Um, so typically, yes, we can go through the medical center, but you know, it, it's whatever Google tells me is optimal at that time. I'm, I'm a slave to Google still because I kind of know my way around after a year, but I still like to, you know, check it a little bit. So so convenient for sure. Um, so you, yeah. you got one son that was living with you. Is he still, He's got a senior year now then? Yeah. And what school does he go to? He goes to Audi International School. We had moved like off season and I would say the public school system was quite intimidating to like doing vouchers, what, system, what school system should we live in and everything. We ended up living in Bel Air, which is where we wanted to live anyway, but we had already arranged for him to go to Audi International School. Gotcha. So that's pretty good, right? You, you, you guys are liking that. Does he like that? Yeah, he's met a lot of really interesting people from all over there is a downside which nick can tell you <laughs> <laughs> well the downside is obviously getting him there and getting him back um it's kind of okay i'm sort of going against traffic a little bit in the morning um and if if i pick him up at normal time it's not too bad if he does any extracurricular stuff and needs picking up at around five um it can be an hour hour and a quarter um right. to just to fight my way up there so He's he's not driving yet. What well, he is driving, but he doesn't like the drive on the freeway. So um, that that one's on me at the moment. Yeah, that's a little bit. Um, are there other options that are closer? Um, that now that you've been there for a little while, might have been a good choice. Or I think yeah. I mean, depending on the child, um, Bel Air High School would have been fine. I say we were coming out of COVID. It was all a bit up in the air. Um, and again. We didn't have a lot of time to sort everything out, so we kind of thought, where is he going to go? We don't want to drop him from a small high school in Oregon to a giant high school in Texas. Um, we thought it'd be worth, just because he had another couple of years to go, just putting him somewhere where he had a, a, you know, a good opportunity to thrive. Um, and I think when we picked Naughty, we didn't actually know where we were going to live. So again, that became a consideration into um, you know, where we would choose our home. Gotcha. Um, as it is, it's all worked out, you know, fingers crossed, um, very well so far. Any other activities that he's really enjoying here that you've got him with? You know, he does, they hang out at his, him and his friends hang out at like Memorial Mall and like other different neighborhoods around that I don't even know very well. It, they seem like they just kind of meet at different villages or malls, like sometimes they'll go to Rice Village and sometimes they'll go to, so that's kind of funny. And then. He's on a robotics team, so we end up going, like we were at Jesuit Steak, Jesuit High School at a robotics tournament last week. So we get Pretty to good. see different high schools in different areas from his robotics team meetings, which I always think is really interesting because that's not even very far from us either. So there seems like there are several private high school options that are not far from where we live. Yeah, no, you are essential. There are a lot of different options in that area. Um, so you were talking about the commute um, to get your get your son to school. How is your commute to the med center? Oh, it's 
great. I mean, I could literally go by the bayou, ride my bike or walk, which I haven't done much, but I could. <laughs> and then otherwise I just, um, it's, what is it, 2.4 miles or something, Nick? So yeah, it's, it's slightly less than three miles. It's great. I mean, uh, I mean, door to door in the parking and everything and sitting down and getting my coffee before I see my first patient is like, I would say like 25 minutes. So I leave it like 30 minutes, but with a lot of time and so it's great. I, I feel like it's really close and works really well for us. And then sometimes we even get to park down here because I'm parking down here and we get a walk to, you know, out the Miller Outdoor Theater or some of the, there's a new water park coming up here. So sometimes we'll, we have guests in town, we'll park down at where, at the medical center, walk around to show them the park down here in the gotcha. area. So, and even Rice Village, it's not even far from Rice Village, like what, three or four blocks from that too. Right. So obviously the Texas Med Center is massive. Um, if you had to commute out of your enclave, uh, um, are there other facilities that you could get to rather quickly um, to practice, or are there other medical facilities that you could get to? Oh, interesting. I mean, I'm sure I see hospitals all over this town, but you know, yeah. all, well, there's so many even in that medical center. Um, yeah. So I imagine. You know, I'm trying to think what else I've got. I've sounded to some of our satellite clinics. Those are always seem really far away, like Northwest and Pearland. And <laughs> those always seem like quite a drive. I would not want to commute to those. For my acute, you know, very limited experience driving from where we live to one of those satellite clinics, um, I think that would be hard. But but that's my perspective. I know other people have come in from there all the time. Gotcha. Like Susan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's... <laughs> If she heard you talk about how easy your commute is, that's the that's the only thing she really uh, the only thing she really dislikes about about this. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Um, what I was going to ask was, um, so growth. Um, you guys have been there a fairly short period of time, um, but I know well they they've kind of wrapped up kind of the the that Bayou expansion, right? Those the road was that all wrapped up before you guys moved in. Yeah, that was just done. I mean, it's a, it's a huge topic of conversation for all the neighbours, um, and I feel a bit left out because they all say, you know, it was terrible. The road was all dug up, and they, yeah. But uh, to our intents and purposes, it was finished before we got here. Um, right. So yeah, that hasn't been an issue. Um, they are working on. Uh, they've just finished Buffalo um, Speedway, which was closed for quite a while, and now they're doing a similar thing on Edlow. I think they're putting a giant drain down the middle of it. Yeah. Um, we're pretty much unaffected by that. Gotcha. Yeah, no, that was to kind of, cause they had some, they had some flooding there. Um, so then the growth, um, that's obviously they've been planning for the growth, um, and kind of helping with it. Have you seen a lot of growth since you've been in with both kind of the residential development as well as some more of the commercial stuff? I've certainly noticed a lot of new build, um, it's clearly a lot of the smaller ranch houses, especially ones that were affected by the flood in 2017 or whenever it was, um, are being sort of, you know, removed and so much building going on in this, this neighborhood. It's crazy. I mean, I think I could probably look out the window and see four, you know, new builds going on. Yeah. Um, commercially, um, not really noticed so much on the commercial side. Um, I, there's, there's a one building at the top of Stella Link, which is going to be a new office build. Um, but other than that, no, um, yeah, it does seem to be mostly residential where we are. Right. 
And but they got that big apartment complex on Buffalo. Um. Yeah, I might not have been past that one. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't remember that either. You mean it's newish? Oh, you do you mean the one that actually goes on to Bel Air as well? The one we we looked at that one. What's it called? Uh, the gated community that's Buffalo and and Bel Air on the corner. No, that's not apartments. Those are like I don't. Yeah, we're not aware of that, no. man. I don't know. They they've just no, done a lot. Sorry. With, they've got they've got put more um, apartments in there, kind of sprinkled through the neighborhood, um, right where we used to live. Um, so if you were you were coming. Um, what is it, Maine? If you're if you're heading towards the Med Center on Maine and you took a, a left up of up Buffalo, right? Um, yeah. Before you got to the Bayou, there's a big complex, and it basically stretches from the from Buffalo over to Maine. Um, oh, so we we rarely cross the Bayou. We tend to stay north of it. Um, yeah. Not. You know, not that we don't really have any reason to go yeah. um, south of the bio. We did actually look at a house there quite seriously. It was a new build um, in in uh, Wood, Woodside, I think it is. Um, but now we're here. I mean, uh, we don't, yeah, we don't have a lot of calls to go that way, so we wouldn't perhaps have seen that one. Gotcha. So with the teardowns, um, that's not that something you considered when you were moving, right? You had the time frame that you had to be. Um, and you said that that's a lot more, you, are you seeing a lot more of that now that you're in? It seems like it's been going on since we moved. You know, what I think it's kind of fun to, to watch is we are impressed by how the houses that are being built to seem like they don't seem cookie cutters, you know, like really different, unique properties. So it's fun to watch them go up. Um, you know, they're different styles and, you know, from contemporary, we have the, the New Orleans style across the street. We have some really modern styles. So it, it seems like it's been pretty continuous. Like we kind of have two ranches right next to it on both sides of us and just wonder when those are going to turn into <laughs> our size house or the bigger houses. Yeah. And even when you look at, you probably know this, Dan, but when you look at like real estate prices, they don't even combine them together. They'll say, do they say like ranch style houses and you know average price for sale monthly of ranch style houses and then average price of what do they say newer houses or something? But they they're so different, right? Yeah, I mean they'll separate because because a lot of those houses will just sell for land value in some cases, um, and then and then the other ones that are again newer construction built up right above that kind of flood line. They they built up a lot of stuff, um, so they've just done so much just because it's such a popular area. They really, you know, there's just so many people that want to be there, but they want the they want the newer houses, they want the amenities, they want the larger size, all those things, and so you know they can they can afford it, so they move into those areas because it's so much more convenient. Um, and then again, like you said, they've got the you've got access to a lot of different school choices, and you've got obviously a, a ton of different restaurant choices that we just got off. Um, with somebody else and, and that's the main thing she was saying she was just saying the the food choices are really you know they're they're nowhere near and she's up in the what, northwest part of of houston and you guys obviously take advantage of all the restaurants um so that's 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 crucial now um do you think your your son will stay local or do you think he'll go off someplace you're going to be lucky enough to get him into rice and then he'll just stay at home for another five years? No, we, I, I want him at least 300 miles away. 
none of us ever went to college in our hometown so i think we're kind of pretty much like we're not even really looking in houston but you know san antonio and austin are and dallas are really good lengths of you know commute i think for a college kiddo so yeah. if he ends up on one of those cities that seems like you know we can't just pop in on him but we also can get him home if we need to or yeah. if he gets in trouble we can get there quickly <laughs> i just mentioned rice because again if, you know if you had somebody that was looking to to be at rice um that's another obviously major employment area um or for parents that wanted to be close really close to their kids um you know your area is kind of yeah that's true I mean, like University of Houston surprises me when I look at it in national rankings, which I it kind of, you know, catches it's it's pretty close, but it has a lot of top ranked programs like computer science and other things. So that's, I think, kind of impressive. And then I just read about um, an AI, you know, state funded AI program at, at one of the Houston community colleges. So there's a lot of education opportunities in, in Houston. I think we're pushing them out of here. but <laughs> No, that's. Yeah, I, I go back and forth. Um, you know, original, early on, I just thought about, you know, having my kids just go away. Um, that sounded bad, but go away to college, right? <laughs> um, and, uh, but, you know, there's, there are, just like you're saying, there's so many good programs here. And we're, we're, we're obviously further south, so um, they wouldn't, they'd have to commute any place that they went. But um, it is nice to see that much that many more programs available and then there's a lot of med schools going in obviously throughout the med center right so you've got a lot of those med students residency programs um and, and such do you have to deal with any of that do you do you take on residents um or do you see any of the med students or is that kind of you don't have to deal with any of that because susan does no we do we do tons of that it's, it's funny in fact today i um was coming back from a meeting and there's this person in scrub sitting outside of my room and and I was like oh I didn't well, the meeting wasn't on my schedule anyway it was a senior at DeBakey High she was a senior at DeBakey High School and my secretary I think had messed up the meeting but um, she uh, was doing an internship she got a badge access to the library as part of DeBakey High School which apparently is a health science high school she was absolutely on top of things she had a research project she wanted to do so, I mean, so I've seen, and I have an NYU student who um, is coming next week to shadow. So we have so many students coming to here, like do internships, interview. I've never seen anything like it. And the culture of our institution at Baylor is to teach and accept a lot of these students and, and train them. And, 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 and surprisingly, our hospital is pretty good about actually allowing learners to come into the environment and even do one month internships, et cetera. So that would be a positive, I think. Oh, that's very I'm trying to think yeah. about my son observing some of the robotic surgeries that are happening here, which I think would be amazing because he's really into that, but yeah. Very cool. Well, let's talk about the pros and cons. Um, and so we've already hit on a lot of that stuff, but if you would kind of name off, or what would you say that the top three to five pros of living in Brazewood are? Um, I would go, um, I think the quality of housing, um, the, the, it has a, the feeling of a secure neighborhood. We have a, a local constable who drives around. Um, there's no 
super restrictive HOAs. Um, we pay a small fee to keep the constable going around, but we don't have rules about, you know, your grass has to be three inches high and your house has to be blue, which is nice. Um, the walkability we've touched on a little bit. Um, it's a very friendly place. We've met a lot of neighbors uh, around here um, and, you know, we get invited to things and we've had people around. Um, so it didn't feel like it took a long time to get sort of integrated, um, you know, to some level. Um, drivability, it's great. As you say, we, we're right on the main drag for going to the medical center, um, very close to the freeways, but not so close that we're underneath them. So it's, it's very easy to get to hobby and it's not awful to get to, um, Bush or IAH. Um, and yeah, Nicole, one for you. Oh, no, I mean, I, I would say that just to reiterate the the safety neighborhood feel kids riding their bikes to school having a like crossing guard and police presence security presence at the public school which is close to our house all feels very different than where we're in portland <laughs> we also should say we we have a you know a, a very well equipped ymca um which is just yards from us uh, and a library as well so you know there's a, a couple of the sort of social services there which are which is just really nice to have yeah. adds to the walkability of it very neat. All right. Well, how about the, the cons of living in Braisewood? I don't see what you say, but I, I think it is ends up being more expensive than we anticipated. Just the, I think that might be a Texas thing and it might be a Houston thing, but the property taxes, the house insurance, the car insurance, the flood insurance, the, um, what else? Um, yeah, I mean, I would say some of the roads leave a little to be desired. Um, you know, they're, they're not terribly well maintained. Um, Bel Air, frankly, for the, the road it is, is in a terrible state. Um, I've done hundreds of dollars worth of damage to my car, hitting a pothole rather harder than I should have hit it. Um, um, there is that uh, unspoken dread of the flood. Um, we worried a lot about buying a house here because if you look at the flood maps it's like triple a bright red you know 18 feet underwater levels and i did a lot of research around that um you know uh, there's no conceivable way that a, a house built after you know whatever time the regulation was introduced that they had to be four foot above a certain height could flood um Talking to our neighbors across the road, they will happily point out, well, that one flooded, that one didn't, that one didn't, that one did. Um, you know, and in, in Oregon, we lived under the threat of the big earthquake. And here it seems like our existential dread is, is the next hurricane, um, which is something we don't really have uh, any experience of. Um, so, you know, we need to get our water and our emergency power and everything sorted out. Um, so roads unspoken dread of hurricane and flood. Um, I'm not really thinking of too many other cons that couldn't be a wider con. I mean, yes, it was surprisingly expensive um, for all the things Nicole mentioned. Um, again, I think that's a Texas thing. Actually, I think the one thing that really got me was the cost of power here. Um, when I came down, I was like, well, you have to pick a power company and there's 307 power companies and they all offer various plans and then you have to sift through the plans or you get someone to sift through them for you 
And then the best I could find was literally three times what I was used to paying in a house that was twice the size with three air conditioning units. Um, so I stay on top of that and I've got it down, you know, from 19 cents to 11 cents. Um, but it has made me uh, a lot more cautious of, you know, how much electricity we use um, and things along that line. And we've been lucky in that we haven't had any power outages, um, but obviously that's a thing. Oh, and also we had the, the, that tiny little freeze that killed all our tropical plants as well. So that was that was unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to bring up the heat compared to but to compared to Portland. We're we're all not talking about the heat. We don't talk about the heat. <laughs> <laughs> but you're talking about the freeze. <laughs> yeah. So, and we had an agreement when we moved here that we were not going to use the word hot high we we're going to say tropical so tropical, we have yeah. stuck with that about 90 yeah. percent of the time that we can't complain about the heat we say well it's tropical out here today <laughs> just sounds well, better <laughs> it's easier to say tropical if you've got some of those palm trees that survived the freeze but <laughs> <laughs> this is true yes <laughs> um no i mean the heat has been it just something that you know it's stifling and uh, the humidity is is something else i mean i i you know obviously i'm from england originally then portland i i don't really go above 75 typically and then you know to be existing in this um i is, thought that was a challenging. kansas accent i thought that was a kansas accent i was i was confused. no <laughs> so I close where where in england uh, i'm from the southwest okay. so um bristol bath area but it's still, it's still no. I mean, I don't think they ever use the word hot, right? Um, in in England. No, maybe, we don't. We the, don't in the talk northern about northern part. Hot. You get a little <laughs> bit more cold, but uh, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's all change everywhere. But I mean, I I I like to do my own, you know, gardening and lawn mowing and things. And I just the first time I mowed the lawn, and it was six a.m. and I I just needed to change and shower immediately afterwards because the humidity is something else yeah. um again that was one of the reasons we picked kind of a nice house that we you know would be in i think what we're what we're trying to accept is that we have to be inside in the summer and maybe the winter is the time when we go outside a little more um whereas we're used to a little more outdoor living than that i mean we spent a lot more time outside in oregon than we could even conceivably do here yeah. Um, so yeah, I would I would definitely say that as a con. I haven't even mentioned the mosquitoes either. No, They're a con. no not the mozzies. <laughs> yeah. Um, we don't have a name for them. The, yeah. They actually have not been bad. I, I was surprised. Like I think I don't know why we have a mosquito system, but everybody warned us about the bugs. I have not been concerned about that. Heat wow. bad, but. <laughs> Yeah, um, I've had I've had probably more experience being outside more when I'm doing the garden with the bugs. But yeah, you know they're there, they're out there. Yeah, I know. I don't know how you survive. <laughs> <laughs> we we just put in a mosquito system. They 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 can be absolutely brutal. We were in Galveston um, not too long ago at a party, and we were on the uh, in the waterway, and. It, as soon as it, it as soon as the sun went down, it was like an attack. Like these things rolled in right. and just chased everybody. <laughs> I mean, oh my lord! I had never experienced something like that. But you will get some in some yeah. areas, the bayou. Um, you know, some areas. Um, anyway, um, yeah, it's just something you got to kind of deal with. 
Um, I wanted to hit on the the move, right? So if somebody's moving from from Portland to Houston, right? So um, maybe what advice would you give them since it's so recent for you? What advice would you give people that are moving Portland, Seattle, something like that? That's a good question. Um, we basically um, looked into all manner of ways of shipping our stuff down here. Um, and, you know, price was definitely a consideration. It's a long way. You've got two cars to take, um, you know, pets uh, and what have you. Um, and in the end, we decided to use a combination of self-driving and um, a delivery service and we uh, basically got a 16 by 9 by 9 pod um, which is one of those sort of containers that they'll drop off right and you fill it and then they come and pick it up um, economically it was pretty reasonable a lot more reasonable than having a, a sort of paid removal service um the downside of it is 16 by 9 by 9 sounds massive until you start putting stuff into it um and then it gets very small very quickly yeah. um but the other downside is unpacking it at the other end when it turns up and you know <laughs> it's like it's a little hotter than you thought um so essentially what we did was uh, we got a pod and we packed everything into that that we were going to keep uh, we were pretty rigorous about not bringing any of our big furniture down we had a very different style of house in oregon and none of our furniture would have fitted um and because this house is a sort of i don't know sort of broke spanish thing um a lot of the furniture that people had was kind of appropriate so we made them an offer for it and we bought a lot of their furniture yeah. um so we didn't bring too many big things and we bought mattresses down but not bed frames for example um you know some outside stuff and the pod was picked up and it disappeared off um and then you can follow it and it, it was working its way down to texas um then myself and my uh, son we basically stuffed as much as we could into the tesla and then we set off um for a little four or five day road trip um, and we drove down um, we were stopping Utah and stopping uh, Wyoming or wherever it was Denver and um, and we, we thought we'd just make make it fun you know we didn't rush it too much it was still six seven hundred miles a day um, and he he did more video watching than driving in fact he didn't do it at all <laughs> so that was fun um, and then uh, Nicole, ironically, was um, at a conference, I think. So myself and Tao arrived uh, a couple of weeks ahead of her. Um, well, she was still back in Oregon, living in an empty house. Um, then the pod turned up a week later. And then the last thing we pretty much did was we shipped our uh, second car down with a car transporter service rather than trying to drive that down. So it's a combination of self-drive, um, self-removal and um, uh, car shipping um, it all went very smoothly um, I don't think we you know we had no breakages or anything um, 
it's very stressful packing the house up at the other end. You know, 90% goes well, and the last 10% takes 90% of the time. Um, but uh, it, it all worked out. So maybe what were some what of advice would I give? Um, yeah, make a road trip of it if you're going to drive well, it. Um, don't try general, and do it in two days. I, I mean, I would, I would say that one of the just general moving from the Pacific Northwest to Houston is people are very people tend to be quite cons, concerned and and don't know anything about Texas and like you know they think that they're going to come to an area that is cowboys and guns and all. Um, say Trump signs, if I can say that. So uh, we, we can cut that part out. <laughs> um, so just the uh, diversity of opinion, of background, of ethnic origin, of political ideas was much greater and more akin to Portland than we had expected. So we really felt there's more like-minded souls um, in Houston than we had anticipated because Houston doesn't, you know, as you, as you probably have heard other people say, doesn't necessarily feel like Texas sometimes. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, people that I think are native to Houston, they say Houston doesn't always feel like Texas, but it is, it is, Houston is, is better than I, we anticipated in those areas. Yeah. I mean, a number of people said, Oh, you'll be back in, you'll be back in a month. Or oh, I had a friend who moved to Houston and they were back in two weeks time. And it was like, Nobody is nobody is particularly supportive of this move. Um, I mean, it, it, it's a big country, and you know, a lot of people. You know, there's a lot of rumors and things going around, and you know, nobody seemed nobody could believe it. I think nobody um, believed we were going to move. Yeah, we just flabbergasted that we were going to move to Houston. <laughs> yeah, no, and that was it. Was like you know. We're not exaggerating. It was like literally everybody we tell like when we the, told the them. Yeah. <laughs> Houston. <laughs> um, but then they're all coming to visit us and kind of enjoying us showing them around. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's definitely true. Um, I think a lot of people once they get out here and they they see everything that there is to offer. Um, it's 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 definitely a different experience without question, right? I mean. The Portland and the green um, and just the, the climate in general, I always felt a lot more comfortable whenever there's green and some, some elevation, right? Um, versus, and water, obviously. Um, it's just it's just gorgeous up in kind of northern Oregon. All on the Oregon coast, really, is just beautiful. So Houston does not have any of those uh, things to offer. No, you say, but it has a lot more trees than I thought it would. I've, I've got to admit, you know, you tons more trees and greenery than I suspected, and the climate was a surprise, to be honest. I mean, I knew it was kind of hot and tropical. I did not think the the rains and the thunderstorms we've had, which you know, I like nothing we've really experienced. Um, were definitely something we weren't we weren't even aware of. I wanted to try that. Try maybe just get that a little bit more condensed. So what would you say the three biggest surprises are from moving to Portland? <laughs> okay. Um, well, I'm going to start with the weather. Um, a, it's a weather of extremes. Um, it's either incredibly hot or it's incredibly hot and raining incredibly hard. Um, and I hadn't seen anything like the, the rainstorms and the thunderstorms. I love a good thunderstorm, so I'm super happy when they're 
just blazing away. But the the duration of them and the amount of lightning and the frequency of it is just like something else. And then just to see it go from completely dry to oh, there's three inches of water on the road, to completely dry again in in you know a matter of hours is just incredible. Um, so yeah, that would be definitely uh, one. number one surprise there. Um, I'll let Nicole do number two. So two would be just that how it is not what um, Westerners or the West Coast kind of consider Texas to be with the, the traditional stereotypes. Certainly there are some Texas stereotypes in Houston, but the diversity of people, ethnic experience, restaurants, education levels, um, ideas is is much more significant than we had, we had anticipated. We saw that fairly early when we came out, though. That was, like, obvious to us fairly early. But you have to be here to really believe it. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, and three. What did we say? Oh, question Traffic. number three. <laughs> Traffic. I, was not, I, I wasn't surprised by the traffic. I am surprised at how aggressive the driving is. Um, you know, there's not a lot of letting people into a gap, um, and there's a lot of... I, I think people have said, well, you drive a lot more aggressively than you used to, um, and I think I'm just compensating for, you know, trying to, trying to keep my head above water on the freeway. I would not want to be here in, a, you know, a, a Prius or something that was a little underpowered. I definitely, you know, feel like you need an accelerator to live here. Yeah. Um, Apparently, some people don't have a brake pedal, but they've got an accelerator pedal, so I don't know. What would you bring from Portland oh, if you could? Oh, I'd bring some I'd bring some rolling hills. I do miss elevation. Um, you know, I grew up in a hilly area of England. I, I loved Oregon for the hills. I just like looking at hills. And, you know, Houston, you know, wow, we're up on the freeway. We're at the highest point. We're 30 feet above, and I can look at that view. It would be great if there was a nice hill around somewhere. I would, I would bring some, I used to just get into paddle boarding before I left and I didn't appreciate you can paddle board anywhere else, you know, in Portland, around Portland, how hard it is to find a place to paddle board here. <laughs> so, you know, you would bring more outdoor recreational activity for Especially sure. Especially when you have alligators, which we don't have. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that, I mean, I do see some people paddle board. We've got a lake out back and uh, I do see some people paddle boarding um, around our, our small little lake here, um, but there is an occasional alligator in these lakes, and so I, I always think to myself, that's probably not the best <laughs> idea. Um, but I am so with you on the elevation. I I, um, I was living in LA for a while, and it was downtown LA, so it was just basically concrete, um, just for the longest time. And I flew up to Oregon to uh, just meet a friend. And I just remember coming out of the airport and driving out to the coast, and it was just like, it just made me feel so much better. Um, and I will tell you, that's the, that's probably the biggest thing with Houston, right? It's very flat. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you can get the green areas, so it's not without green, but you aren't going to go through those kind of rolling green meadows or hills or whatever it is. And so um, right. it's funny just to see how that uh, affects your psyche and some things. Um and then you guys get the longer rain, right? But not as intense. Would you? Yeah, we get the, the sort of you're being since you're being rained on. We get intense rain, but nothing as intense. And then it kind of drizzle and and you know, you're, you're you're damp more in in Oregon for sure. Right. I would like to add one more bonus thing, and that's H E B. I really love H E B. 
<laughs> Big fan. Big it fan. Great, amazing grocery store. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I do like HEB. One last thing I wanted to hit on is you um, kind of the whole move, right? So um, you did a ton of research on the different neighborhoods. Um, how did how did you go about that? And then um, you know what would you again what would you recommend to somebody moving to Houston um, as far as doing that research or, or picking the right area for them? Dan would be totally inappropriate if I step, if I let him answer and get to my next. <laughs> oh no! Go, yeah, go right ahead. I'm so sorry to okay. keep you there. No, no, that's okay. I just have to be at this this work site. Okay, cut that. All right, I'll see you later. <laughs> we'll no, yeah, answer yeah. that. Thank you so much. Okay. Hey, thank you so much. Yeah. So if I hit leave, it's not going to mess everything up, is it? No, you'll be right. All right. Um, I'm sorry, I forgot what the question was now. Um, so oh, how do we go about it? it? Yeah, yeah. You did a ton of um, research. Go ahead. Yes, so the the um, the HAR app, um, is it HAR, I think? It is, yeah. So I'm just going to check out my phone. Yeah, um, very helpful. We Aggressive use of the filters in that app. Um, and, you know, I, we didn't sit down with a map and plot bits out, but we, we flew down here um, in February and we um, basically engaged with a realtor just to say, look, Tell us everything you know about these neighborhoods. Um, pick some of them to drive through. And we, we spent eight hours in a car driving around various neighborhoods. You know, do we like it? Do we not like it? And you can get a feel for a neighborhood just by kind of, you know, looking out the window sometimes. Um, then, uh, say, so once we had HAR going, we'd, we'd have filters and emails coming in, looking at various places. Then I came down two other occasions. Um, on my own just to look at places um, check out new areas um, I think once we'd got a, a, a we, we had a, a you know a, a really nice night walking to Rice Village from the medical center and then we thought it, it, it's got to be around here somewhere um, we were either we were kind of narrowing it down to the commutability was that you know we don't want the coal having to drive you know x amount of miles at three in the morning or what have you that was important for us so that that already kind of set the radius of where we were looking um so kind of beyond that um we talked to a lot of people as i say we had a, a friend who moved here eight years ago um you know what do you know about this now what about montrose what do you think about the heights what about greater heights um the realtor was very helpful um i don't think she quite grasped what we were looking for in a house but she was she was good at getting um the area kind of dialed in um and then i think we just went with a gut feeling that when we got here um this sort of general area which i would say is north of the bayou but south of bel air was a good mix of house size and affordability we looked at west u but you know west u was just too expensive um and we also knew and it sounds ridiculous but we knew we wanted a pool um because we thought a pool would be you know something nice to have in the hot weather um and that kind of limited us a little bit as well um i mean as it was we probably spent a little more on this house than we were budgeting for um but um you know sometimes you have to it, it was definitely the one that sort of spoke out to us um so yeah, um, 
I would say it was a, a if I had to nail it down, it was a, a mixture of how we felt about the neighbourhood, the commuting aspect of having to go to Orty in one direction and the medical centre in the other direction, um, and then you know uh, whether we felt like it was a, a good neighbourhood to be in. Um, so yeah. Perfect. I know we ran a little bit long, so just thank you so much for your time. Oh, you're fine. No problem. Yeah, you you're welcome. Kind of uh, roped into this one at the very, very end. Um, <laughs> I know. She called me about two hours ago and said, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember the name. She said, I don't even know where we live. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, okay. yeah. Um, thank you for joining us on the Prescription for Living in Houston podcast. We've had a wonderful time discussing what it's like to work, eat, sleep, and play right here in the heart of Texas. If you're considering a move to Houston or within Houston, we're here to guide and assist you. Don't hesitate to reach out with a call or an email at dan at dhsrealtygroup.com. And remember, the charm of Houston lies in its diverse neighborhoods. So make sure to tune in next week where we'll be exploring another vibrant neighborhood in Houston, offering insights into its unique lifestyle and opportunities. Until then, stay safe and keep envisioning your perfect Houston living experience. Goodbye for now, and we'll catch you in our next episode.